Hey guys, good to be with you on the New Vision Podcast. Cloud with you here, and I'm with Abby Wilson. Hello, everyone. What's up, Abby? My good buddy here works at New Vision, and your title is Director of Guest Services. Yeah, so you're always around somewhere on Sunday. You're always like the around. Hub other places mm-hmm. people have seen your friendly face yeah. and so hopefully they'll hear that through today's first advent podcast Yay, we're excited yes advent and so i know the listener many many of you advent's kind of been a thing at new vision for a while now so it's like a tradition we do it but when i was a kid i mean like prior to working at a church when you hear advent i'm like i don't really know what that is like my experience of advent whatever that word meant as a kid was like my mom had this crochet like calendar and she put it on the wall and there was like peppermints tied on each day of the month of December. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you take one off each day. And all it meant Advent to me as a kid was it's a countdown to when you get your toys. Yeah. It's a countdown. Countdown to to Christmas. Right. It's a countdown to Christmas. And so it's like, what? Yeah. But I was looking back at the history of Advent and, and seeing it's uh. A, a liturgical calendar or mm-hmm. ecclesiastical calendar. You know, I like big words, Abby, right? I do not think you <laughs> like, like big words. words. Sometimes I have to ask you what they mean. Yeah. So liturgical, <laughs> it's like the liturgy, the formal expression, the formal mm-hmm. prayers and, and hymns and stuff like mm-hmm. that, that would be like written down. This is what we do every Sunday kind of a thing mm-hmm. in the Roman Catholic church. Mm-hmm. It's Latin that Advent simply means arrival. Right. So Advent, the season of Advent was a liturgical this is the way the church is always going to do it. Expression of the advent, well, like the arrival of Jesus, the Christmas season, um, and so every year it's kind of like Lent. Yes, you know, yeah. a lot of Protestant churches don't formally do the whole forty days of fasting leading up to Easter, but that that was part of that calendar. That's also part of that liturgical calendar, exactly. Right? Yeah. So uh, uh, Advent, right? We're not obviously not Roman Catholic, and it's a very old tradition, but that doesn't right. mean we shouldn't be excited right you know I was even thinking growing up while I didn't have the word advent because I didn't I was a kid I didn't know that word that wasn't in my vocabulary I very much knew that this was a season of anticipation so my dad was a pastor so I was a pastor's kid growing up and my dad's favorite holiday was Christmas and so his favorite season was the Christmas season and I remember just in the church we would set up a big tree at the beginning, you know, right after Thanksgiving, kind of like we're doing here. We've got a tree lighting ceremony um, that's going to be happening the Sunday after Christmas or um, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So um, yesterday, I think. Oh, that's right. Yes. (laughs) Yesterday, if you're listening to this, the date comes out. So yeah. I hope you enjoyed that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So we would do that at at our church in in Huntsville, Alabama, where I'm from. And and the whole month of December was just this – it, it felt different. It There was a sense of joy and a sense of lightness that while I didn't have the word of Advent and, and as a kid, I didn't have a full understanding, I felt something different mm. in church. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So for the listener, you're, you're like, okay, why are we doing Advent? Like, okay, <laughs> that's why we're celebrating the arrival, like Abby, you were saying that, that just anticipation. Yeah. And that's a good season. Yeah. Yeah. Of course the culture has their own version of that. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Like, <laughs> but we're going to celebrate the arrival of Jesus on his birthday yeah. right, that we celebrate every year. And so with that being said, hopefully uh, you've seen the title of this, this podcast, but we're, we're in a series that we've uh, basically ripped off. <laughs> we're borrowing from a great Advent devotional book written yes. by Louis Giglio and it's called Waiting here for you. Mm-hmm. And so the whole Advent season, the arrival, it's waiting. We're waiting for the ultimate gift 
the ultimate gift of Jesus, mm -hmm. the the best gift ever that's mm -hmm. that can surpass anything that the culture has to offer. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, we are going to follow along with this book. You y'all can get yourself a copy. I know it's been posted on the New Vision website. Mm -hmm. It's on Amazon. Yep. Y'all got this. Go to the Googles and search for Waiting Here for You by Louis Giglio. You've got this, right? You can you, find it. Yeah, you can do it. You can do this. <laughs> and um, the podcast days, like we're Monday through Friday, mm -hmm. so these episodes are really, really close to each day on the Advent. There's When I was scheduling this, there was one I had to like, it was a repeat, so I just changed. It, it gets off a day, like a day or two towards the end. But um, you, yeah. you guys can follow this, you, you know, devotionals, things, you skip a day, you make up a day, it's fine. So mm -hmm. we hope this is just a tool, the podcast to help you, if you like reading too, the, to mm -hmm. come alongside of that. And so we're going to make our own comments, yeah. but basically it's inspired by page 18 on yeah. the book, which starts at day one. Day one. Here we go. So also, I just want to real quick side note, this is really manageable, like this season the Christmas season for everyone, whether you have a family or or you don't, whether you don't have kids, whatever season you're in, it's a busy season. There's a lot going on there, events and and um, just deadlines happen at the end of the year. So we recognize that these days are really manageable. Like mm -hmm. the actual book itself, it's a two pager. Yeah. So just know and that two pages. That, it's like four. You know double space with the extra margins yeah, on the side, like yeah. you turn a paper in for college. The margins <laughs> are extra wide. So I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. We want this podcast to go along with the book. We would love for you to read along um, if you want to do either one independently. But the book itself, the days are really manageable. So I just want to say that going into it, that this doesn't have to feel like a burden. This is to help lighten your load, not mm, to not absolutely. to add to it. So let's kick off. This is day one. We're starting week one, day one of Waiting Here for You. And the title of this week is God Works While We Wait. And then today, day one, the title is Just the Right Time. So the verse today is Galatians 4, 4 through 5. And this is from the English Standard Version, which Cloud and I both love. Yes. Just speak stuff. So, Y'all need to buy you an ESV. Get, it, get an ESV study Bible. Um, so let's read together these, these two verses. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And Louis Giglio adds, and daughters. Yeah. But we get the spirit of that. that Can I go on a tangent there for a second? Sure. So in the Greek, he's, he calls them sons. And a lot of like other translations, the Bible will just update that because in English, it's like, obviously Everyone. He's, he's addressing people like mm -hmm. men and women. Mm -hmm. But I think you kind of lose the original, the context of when he was, when Paul, he was writing the, the letter of Galatians to Galatia mm -hmm. made up of men and women, and he calls them sons. And today in our modern sensibilities, we think maybe that's being a little bit sexist, but he's actually in the Roman world, women didn't have any rights. Right. And to be a son was to be an heir yeah. and to have all these benefits in the Roman culture. And so yeah. by Paul, he's he's not being gender whatever. Like by calling the women who are obviously in the audience sons, he's bestowing upon them this this privilege. You and have this, the same right. Yeah. He, he's yeah. saying you're equal. Yeah. And how countercultural was that at the time? The biblical ethic is kind of what our culture is, you know, craving for right. so anyways i like how he puts in parentheses and daughters yeah yeah but uh yeah women sons and, yeah. and being addressed that you're equal and sorry yeah. total tangent yeah G was, listen yeah. we are not disputing jesus came for everyone yeah exactly. i mean that's what 
that's what we want to emphasize more than anything. So can, can you read that again? Just because I went on a tangent. Let's go yes, back, get yes. back on track. Okay. I'm sorry. It's only two verses. Let's read yeah. it again real quick. It's Galatians chapter four, verses four and five. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoptions as sons. Mm. That's good. It's a good word. Yeah. At the right time. At the right time. Yeah. At just the right time. In yep. fact, if you look at the title of today, you know, when um, you look over at the next page of this study, on, we're on page 19 if you want to follow along in Louis Giglio's reflection, something that stood out to me right in the middle. He says, just because, just because God hasn't come through as far as you can see, it doesn't mean he has abandoned you. And then a couple lines down, it says, those circumstances say otherwise, God is moving right now to fulfill his long appointed plans for you. Don't give up. Don't yeah. give up. You know, take hope. <laughs> That's the, yeah. the, those are the next words, take hope. And it got me thinking, you know, this is no surprise to anyone that we live in a right now society. Mm. Amazon, DoorDash, drive through lines, yeah. <laughs> Target pickup. If things are not to us in our expected time frame, which has gotten shorter and shorter, I even was thinking, think about before there was Prime, before there was Amazon Prime, Amazon got to you in maybe a week. Yeah. And we were fine with that. Yeah. But then they offered three day delivery. And we were like, oh, we've got to have it in three days. And then they were like, next day delivery. And now they have same day delivery. And we're like, if it is not on my porch by two o'clock, yeah. I'm going to call Amazon. No one's going to call now Amazon. Now you can get but, like a toothbrush within the hour. Yes, it's crazy. Yes. And so our society is so conditioned to put our hand out and say, I need this now. Yeah. And no waiting at all. No waiting. And not a really good um, sense of there's a big discrepancies in needs versus wants. And mm. we don't see that discrepancy anymore. We live in a language of need, yep. not of a want. But false need is false. Need. Yeah, yeah. Need I have a six year old like we are constantly <laughs> talking about needs versus wants. That's you don't funny. need that toy. You want that yeah. toy. You know what what that difference is. But, you know, the anticipation, as I was talking earlier in this episode, and kind of what December looked like for me growing up in church. The anticipation of Christmas coming, even though as a kid, I was excited for Christmas Day for gifts and, yeah. and to see what was going to be under the tree. Um, that anticipation, the whole month, the way that the church felt different, the way that my home felt different because of the lights and and just that joy that was sparked in me. That is what made Christmas Day so sweet. Absolutely. Was having that anticipation. And so as we sit in this anticipation of Christ's second coming. Yeah, now. Right. It, as, as Currently, if we can sit in that anticipation, even though we know that we are in a culture that wants things now. We want them when we want them. We don't want to be disputed. We don't want to be told no. If we can be content to sit in the waiting and know that we don't have a full view. Hmm. We do not have the same view that God has. We are seeing not even a step ahead, and he is seeing the end of the road. The second advent is what right. we look forward to now. The right. And so if we can be willing to to put down our our own, just our desire to, to be in the know. The to, distractions. To and... know what's going to happen, to know what's next, to be in control. I, yeah. I really think a lot of it's a control issue. Lay it down and sit in the waiting and know that God is moving. Even, even as this says, as far as you can see, you 
might not see what God has been orchestrating. This side of eternity, it might be after. Your entire life. Yeah. Your entire life. God was working things out for Cloud and I to be sitting here together having this dialogue today about Advent. We don't see that the way that God sees it. And so how much sweeter will our reunion with Christ be if we can be content to be in the waiting and know that God has his hand on the situation Mm. and he is moving and he is working even when we don't see what's happening. Absolutely. And I was thinking as you were talking about, obviously the scripture shows us this, that Mm -hmm. when we're waiting for Jesus, Mm -hmm. Israel was waiting for their Messiah. Mm -hmm. We know retrospectively like that. He came on the cross, he died, he rose again. Now we're waiting for that second coming. But even unbelievers, even the culture is like desperately grasping and kind of knows these truths Mm -hmm. to be true. Mm -hmm. You think about, as you know, go back to a kid, right? Mm -hmm. They're not a believer. They're looking forward to Santa Claus on Christmas Day, like that waiting. Even they, like unbelievers from an early age, learn that lesson of it's better to wait. Right. Like, because you know... Like your mama, she she got you some gifts, and you, and you know that where they are in the shelf in her closet, mm-hmm. and you can go there like the first week of December and go go have a peek, and you're just not going to enjoy it the same on Christmas Day, right? And so, like you were saying, the ways in which our lives we try to you know control or be in the know kind of yeah. a thing that takes away the enjoyment yeah. of that, and so God is doing something not just in the giving, but in the waiting. Right. And, and that's what here in Galatians, and we'll continue to see throughout this these weeks in the Advent, is that it is the waiting that yeah. is part of it, and God's doing something in it. And he will, at just the right time, right. follow through. He has, and he will. He always will. Yeah. There was another verse that came to mind as I was reading through this. Um, Google is a wonderful thing. I don't know if y'all have heard of it. (laughs) I tell my small group this all the time. I'm like, y'all, just read scripture because the Holy Spirit will remind you of stuff. And even if you don't remember the whole thing, we Mm. have Google. And you can type a few words into Google and find the scripture that you have been prompted about. Yeah, your recollection. Right. And so, so much of this, y'all, this goes back to having faith. You cannot sit in the anticipation of what is to come if you don't believe in the thing that is to come. And so that brought to mind for me um, Hebrews 11.1, 1, which is now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And so just having that faith to know Christ is coming again. God is doing what he says he's going to do. It is not easy. This is not an easy road. Um In fact, scripture tells us that no one says, you know, your life is going to get better after you become a Christian. In fact, it's going to get harder. It is a harder road to walk. But we can have faith that just like Louis said in in today, um, just like Cloud and I have talked about, God is working. God is moving. And so that's what that's what we hope for you, that you can put your faith in that, that you can trust that we serve a good God and he is doing what he has promised us in scripture that he is going to do. Absolutely. Well, we hope this episode has been beneficial to you guys. We're not going to read these each page verbatim, but just in, in today's devotional on, on, on Louis Giglio's book, he has a little meditation. It's like a poem kind of song. And then he closes with a prayer. And it got me thinking, you know, at this point, if you go to New Vision, hopefully you're at New Vision, you know that New Vision is putting out an album, a Christmas Greatest yeah. Hits album. Yep. And just as a preview for this coming Sunday, right? So if you're listening to this in order, this coming Sunday, 
uh, that would be like December 4th, the weekend, mm -hmm. we're going to be singing O Little Town of Bethlehem mm. together as a church. And so, man, maybe you can just prepare your heart. You, you listen to this podcast, read the devotional, whatever. If you get a chance, I'm sure it's on Spotify somewhere. Pull it up. Listen to O Little Town of Bethlehem. Yep. So. Do you want to close us out in this prayer? Yes, I would love to. This we, is great. You can pray your own or pray or pray what he wrote, whatever. Yeah, you know what? He does a good job. Okay, let's so just, let's, let's read let's this just, prayer together. And this is on page 21. This is on 21. These are Louis's words, not mine, but let's let's pray together. Father, meet me in the waiting, the place where I long for what is not fully in view. Still my heart and give me the ability to know that you are near. I believe your plans are good. I see it in the birth of your only son. But sometimes I struggle to see beyond the haze that surrounds me. Renew my confidence as I lift my eyes to you. Be glorified in my life during this season of expectation. Amen. Y'all have a great day, and we'll see you on the next episode.